Welcome to the CP Media Platform, brought to you by Team CP, your endurance coaching specialists. Uh, we are back. It's Wednesday night. I'm Angus Petrie with our number one host, uh, host with the most, team captain, head honcho. Man, you've got a list of names, Richard Greer. <laughs> and I made the most of them myself, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> you wrote them in your show notes. You have to talk to me about that that exact that way. So, uh, no, good job. Good to be back again. Uh, another big show. Hey, it's um, pretty exciting to be able to share with all these awesome people that we're getting on the uh, podcast, eh? I think, Rich, that must be your connections you're doing, is it? The way you, uh, the circles you roll in the, um, you know, <laughs> the, the world. <laughs> I'm not sure I can claim too much of that. Uh, but, yeah, it's awesome to be able to share, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So tell us about it then. What have you got? What have you found us for tonight? Uh, so Cam Brown is uh, going to join us for tonight. Been, uh, I mean, Cam's the guy that you watched on TV as you're growing up just about, wasn't it? Uh, Sportsman of the Year, 12 times Ironman, New Zealand Ironman champion. Uh, he's podium four times in Kona, two seconds, two bronze medals. And that running technique, for those people that are watching this, is just synonymous with Cameron Brown. Just lock it in and uh, look out if you're in front of me because I'm going to hunt you down. And, and we, uh, might, if you can... we might ask him about this one. Uh, this is obviously a bit of a throwback uh, Wednesday, wind it back Wednesday photo, this one. So uh, look forward to hearing about that one. Yeah, totally, totally. So for those people that are listening, that photo was uh, one that he was taking when he was 16, uh, mixing it up at the front end of a triathlon versus uh, what he was doing now. So um, a bit of a uh, uh, now and then type photo. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to share that with him as well. So we're going to talk to Cam uh, shortly. We're going to talk to Kush the Holdaway, talk a bit of nutrition, share some good stuff that she's got. They're always uh, interesting talking to her in terms of what she's dealing with in terms of clients and things that she's working with. And also going to talk to Amanda Robertson. Amanda has got a whole bunch of things lined up. She's got uh, Coast to Coast. She's running ultras. She's doing all sorts of things. So that's um, going to be really cool to uh, check in with her as well. And exciting as always, Rich. We've got a few uh, sponsors' products to give away tonight. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so here's what to do. There'll be a few options, but I'm going to give the, the an option to to win a prize to start with. If you've got a question, let us know. Write it in the uh, in the comments on however you're watching this on Facebook. Um, if I pick your question or comment and put it up on the screen, you, my friend, are a winner. Exactly. And you can't say anything about great moustache, uh, Angus, or anything like that. That doesn't count as part of the uh, your comments oh. or questions. No, I mean, that's just a given, isn't it? That, that would just open <laughs> the world up for everybody. Exactly. Because you're the man that's pushing the buttons, the man that's doing the hard yards in the back end. I'm just trying to look good over here. <laughs> and you do that well, Rich. Do that well. Right, moving along, Rich. Shall we roll this tape? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Cam Brown has joined us. So let's welcome Cam in. Welcome, Cam. Hey, guys. How are you? Yeah, good, Cam. How are you doing today? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, no, no, first sort of, uh, oh, just uh, had a, a light day, uh, just having a bit of time off at the moment. So just uh, had a little swim and run, so trying to get the body um, not injured. So uh, every time I have too much time off, I'll get injured. So uh, just ticking over. Nice, nice, nice. Excellent. So um, uh, where are you at in terms of uh, the whole COVID situation and everything going on with you at, at the moment in terms of uh, your race schedule, race season? What have you got kind of lined up um, and how's that affected you? Um, oh, I probably cracked um, probably a couple of weeks ago and uh, yeah, just races being continually cancelled. So uh, just decided to have a break, um, a mid- mid-year break. Um, otherwise, yeah, just keep can't can't keep going as uh, as as I was and so just having, trying to have a have a break now and then um 
prepare for our summer season because uh, yeah, nothing's going to be happening um, mm. in, in the in the short term future overseas. Um, yeah, races just keep getting you know canned every week, so um, I'll just look forward to our Kiwi summer. So nice. will we see we're, the best. We see the best summer you think we've seen for a while here locally. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I hope um, people just you know get behind those local events and and really support them and. Um, sort of do what we did in the old days, which is, um, you know, sort of race nearly every weekend. You know, back mm. in the day, there were so many races you could choose from, and it was pretty cool to um, go to different parts of New Zealand. And, um, you know, we haven't got the, the same sort of amount of races nowadays, but uh, I think there still are a lot of great races out there. So um, whether it be, you know, just not doing triathlon, but, you know, swim races, bike races and, and running events. Yeah, that, that is quite exciting in a whole, isn't it, that that – uh, with a bit of luck, we're going to have some lots more local events. Our local events are going to be supported more, and we're going to have some real draw cards like yourself turning up to the start lines of these things. That, that's pretty exciting, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I think uh, hopefully, you know, a lot of those top guys. Well, you know, it'll be the first time, and um, since I was probably a 17 year old, that uh, I haven't been able to go overseas and race. So, um, you know, there's no excuses for people not to race um, this summer. That's for sure. So. Um, Hopefully everyone's saving their dollars to, to support those local events. Nice work, Cam. So where would you normally be at this time of the year? So you've uh, you've taken a bit of a break, so then you can freshen up to have a good summer ahead. Where would you normally be around the world and sort of in your training? Uh, we just we just arrived back uh, from Hawaii uh, a couple of days ago. We had uh, a trip up there planned. So, but normally, um, yeah, we'll, I would have done Ironman, Cairns, Asia Pacific Champs um, in, in the earlier times, you know, uh, up to Ironman Europe raced at Frankfurt or Roth, um, but yeah, probably would have been building to the next next Ironman, and I was planning on doing Ironman Penticton in Canada, that was the uh, the next race planned, um, yeah, so none of those events have, you know, been able to be, uh, happen, so um, yeah, um, but I would have been travelling where it's nice and warm and sunny and and uh, yeah, not 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 in this crap that we're you know actually getting at the moment. So it's pretty harsh conditions out there today, especially. You know, I think it was blowing about 100 k's out there today, so not not very pretty. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think what, what we might do is just wind the clock back a bit and uh, kick off with a bit of a Cameron Brown um, background for a start. So how did you get into the sport back in the day? When was that? And uh, and how long have you been training and racing at that top level for? Yeah, so when I was a 14-year-old, so um, 1987 was my first year, so uh, yeah, quite a long time ago now, but um, went to Packerang College, they had a great um, sort of triathlon team, and um, yeah, a lady there, Patsy Lambert, really got in behind us and um, supported us well, and then sort of went through, you know, sprint distance, Olympic distance, you know, we could race every weekend back then, and there were swim run events on the on midweek, so you would do those as well, and then race um, race on the, um, the Saturday or Sunday. And then um, moved into sort of half Ironmans when I was 21. And then uh, finally Ironmans around about, I think, 1997 was my first one in Auckland, The um, which was the, um, well, it went one more year. 1998 was the last final year in, in uh, Auckland before it shifted to Taupo. Right. Um, and in terms of all the races and things that, that you've done and and, uh, and you've built that training base over time, what is your favourite event? all the different events you've gone to? Oh, I'll probably uh, one of my favourites was probably uh, the Fong Masa, um Triathlon, which was held every, you know, in, in January every year. Uh, it was just a bit of an odd distance race. It was a 1K swim, 30K bike ride and a, a 7K run, but it involved a, a surf swim and, um, you know, quite a hilly bike ride and then a, 
uh, cool run around the, the the streets of Fongmata. So um, you know, got huge crowds and uh, great support down there. And uh, it was just one of those unique sort of surf race. You know, uh, there was Waihi challenge, uh, Waihi surf breaker, and then there was the um, Mount Manganui surf breaker. So there was a whole mixture of sort of um, these races along the, the eastern coast that had um, you know featured awesome swims. You know, with uh, a bit of surf involved. So um, and they were all you know supported by the surf lifesaving clubs as well. So um, you know they got a lot of fundraising out of those events as well. So it was great for them too. And one of those events is, you know, still happening, the um, the Mount Maunui Surf Breakers. I think it's been going sort of for 35 years as well. So that's um, I've, I've done it many, many times, probably um, yeah, maybe up to 20 times over the over my time. So it's one of those unique races that hopefully I'll get to do over the summer again. Perfect. That's awesome. And in terms of, like, like we've put it out there this week in terms of coming to talk to you, and, and basically the key question that keeps coming back is, how do you keep doing it, Cam? How do you keep mentally being engaged and and striving and then also physically keep your body in one piece share some secrets uh angus and i a couple of old guys trying to um, hold ourselves together and trying to keep doing a few things yeah i think it's probably uh, having a goal and um that's been one thing that's been super hard during uh, COVID. is uh you know my racing is is majorly my goals um so you know it'll be the short term or long term whether it be three months down the track or six months down the track you know always I pretty much had three peaks throughout my every year, which was always, you know, New Zealand Ironman in March, uh, the European Ironman Championships in July, and and then Kona, um, you know, the Hawaiian Ironman World Championships in October. So I was always busy, and there was, you know, there was always a goal, um, you know, whether it was three months down the track or a year away. So been very, very, very hard in the last, um, you know, three months trying to, you know, there'd be a race that I'd be looking at trying to train for and then bang it's cancelled again and you know we got news today that the the um, 70.3 world championships in Taupo is being cancelled and until 2022 so you know my heart goes out to all those people that were you know looking forward to that happening at some point but um yeah I think that's one thing that's um made me you know be a motivated athlete and that's um, a massive you know thing to do and then the other thing is just having um, breaks along the, my career, um, you know, and that's why I'm having another one at the moment. Um, just having short breaks. I can't have long ones at the moment because if I do, then I tend to get injured. So it's more about trying to tick the body over, not lose too much um, um, endurance, and, and just you know, it's the odd run. I did a swim this morning, and in a, in a you know just a 50 minute run after that, just to just to keep something there because uh, I know if I have four weeks off total rest then bang I'll go out for my first run and I'll, I'll ping a calf and then I'll be out for six weeks so maintenance is through this period is a little bit you know uh, crucial for my age at 48 um, but yeah it's um, significant now as I get aged just to do a lot more sort of um, uh, more rest um, you know I have to have uh, longer times between my hard sessions that's been crucial as well. So um, I can't keep going, you know, day after day like I did when I was uh, in my 20s. Those um, tempo and hard sets, you know, uh, more 72 hours separation rather than 48 hours. So um, that's a crucial part, you know, just more separation in those hard hard training uh, efforts. And I, and I think you actually probably just answered a bit of my question there. And I just wanted that, you know, age and wisdom and knowledge uh, is probably what helps you nowadays, is it, by, by sounding that? Obviously, you just don't thrash at it like you do, uh, you did maybe in your younger years. 
and the importance of actually now understanding and knowing your body. You just listed all those things then that how you're yeah. thinking about how you know you'll ping a calf and all those sort of things. How long has it taken you to really understand your body and 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 to be able to draw from that knowledge? Uh, I think um, the last sort of 20 years, you know, I've, I've been pretty good at, you know, knowing what I can handle. Um, I, I know, you know, my, my red line where if I go over that, then, hey, things are going to get, I'm going to get either get sick or get injured. So I was very, very lucky throughout my early career. I was never really injured, probably until I was sort of in my mid thirties um, and then sort of little calf issues and plantar fascia issues sort of started to, to come into play. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm very much aware of those things now and, and I, I know I do have to take care of that. Otherwise um, I, w- I will get injured. So, um, and um, as I said, yeah, having time off and, and just having more time between those sessions is crucial as an older athlete as well. Do you think you're a better athlete because that because you're making making sure those sessions, those hard sessions are good sessions opposed to those like just thrashing yourself that you did probably back in the old days? Or was that actually about building an engine back in the old days and you kind of had to do that to get to where you are now? Yeah, I, th- I think I've always been a person that um, I, I train and I train to a limit that I know I can recover from, you know, uh, I'll go to the track and if I do a session, then I'll leave that track knowing, hey, I could have done, you know, one more kilometre, you know, one more 800, but I didn't, you know, I left it at that and uh, so I'm good enough to go the next day. Um, Whereas some athletes, you know, they'll just go and thrash a session and then they'll be recovering for three days. So I've been, I think over my time, I've been more of a a consistent athlete and that's helped with my longevity in the sport. You know, I've been able to... um, stay in the sport, you know, and, and and be competitive still at 48 years of age. And I want to try and do that until I'm, I'm 50 and, um, you know, give those young boys a, a bit of a, you know, try try and keep up with them as long as I can because I still love the sport and that's the main thing. You know, if, if I didn't enjoy the sport, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't push, be able to push myself as much as I, um, you know, do. Mm-hmm. And what do you do outside of swimming and biking and running to keep yourself in one piece, uh, like off the bikes and mobility, massage, strength and conditioning? What do you do there? Yeah, de- definitely. Yeah, in the gym, are much much more than what I ever used to be, and um, yeah, the Normatec boots, you know, for recovery after you know sessions and, and massage is a massive part of you know you, you need that sort of flushing out of you know all those little knots that uh, occur you know you know when you're trying to push yourself. Yeah, there's there's mornings. Most mornings I'll wake up and I'll be walking a little bit funny, and because you know the body is aging, and um, but yeah, the, the recovery is you know pretty much the, the thing that will stop me if, if I don't look after it. So, uh, uh, And stretching is, is a key part of that as well. And uh, being a, a, a flexible athlete is a must for, you know, uh, for us athletes at, at that older age. So if you, um, you know, I mean, I always think, think of it as, you know, triathlon is greater than the sum of its parts. I mean, it's just not about swim, bike and run. It's, mm-hmm. it's all those little things that involve nutrition and, and stretching and um, being, you know, first in the pool, last out and, and, you know, being smart about your training and recovering well. So it, uh, it's finer than just three disciplines. It's much, much more than that. Mm. Now, I'm just going to sidetrack here a little bit just because something what you said there. Now, you mentioned through your recovery process and things. The recovery boots, and we won't mention brands because we're not trying to be the sponsor out here, but um, is there, you see a lot of these products and sometimes you do wonder, is there actually any benefit to them? Do they work? Do they not work? Tell me about those recovery boots because I've always been interested personally. Uh, is there something in those? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't waste my time, you know, doing it if, if it didn't work, you know. So, uh, 
but yeah, I, I always recommend massage because that's um, a thing that you know I think you need that flushing out, and you need you know someone to get those. I, I always have tight spots in me, but uh, you know it's another thing that you can add to your program, and um, a lot of people you know uh, don't have the time, so you know that those boots uh, are brilliant for that when when you're time poor. I can sit in front of the the, um, the computer and just tap away and, and be in the boots, whether it be, you know, have my arms in them or have my legs in them. So, um, and especially after, you know, those long days, it just helps that recovery a little bit faster, you know, so I can get out and, and, and train. Right. Um, so, Cam, in, in regards to your training, so just going, I just mentioned that strength training. Like how many times are you in the gym? What's Is there any specific stuff you're doing on a regular basis? In the gym, uh, yeah, I mean a, a lot of squats, um, you know, a lot of uh, lunges. Um, you know, implement from going from upper body to lower body all the time, and um, you know, it's I'm not in there for an hour and a half. I'm in there for you know 45 minutes to maximum an hour. It's you know done and dusted. It's it's not not mucking around at all. It's just going from apparatus to the next apparatus and and doing it well and doing it um, efficiently. Um, mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's you know helped me stabilize myself over those times because you know everyone has little um, bits that uh, fall apart over over time and and little strengths strengths that they need to work on. So um, yep. yeah, definitely it is a key component of um, as as an older athlete you need to to implement. Yep. So a couple of times a week, two, three. What do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, through this, for the next um, six weeks, when I'm back into, I'll, I'll be getting to yeah, probably three times a week. Just to, uh, it's a long way off until um, yeah, we, we can work on those weaknesses at the moment. So um, yeah, I can really um, yeah, try and uh, put on a, a good effort. Whereas a lot of times, you know, you've got major races coming up and you can't put too much time in because you're trying to you know swim, bike, and run as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. And right at the start, we flashed up a picture that uh, of you running, and uh, and that's been like it's it's a real key for you in terms of the races that you have won. Is that uh, you can really trust that run that you're just going to lock it in, and 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 you don't look any different at the end of the run that you did at the start. Um, what are some key kind of running tips that you'd uh, or key things that you focus on in regards to holding that posture and holding that cadence and uh, as you're running? Oh, I think uh, I mean I'm surrounded by hills. Um, you know, everywhere I run, there's there's a hill involved. So um, I think running hills is um, a great component of you know making you you run strong, concentrating on your form. Um, yeah, I've done a lot of hill repeats over my time, and I think it's one thing that um, yeah has really benefited. Um, you know, I did a post a while ago of my run form, which was just you know pretty pretty shocking as a yeah, uh, 18 cool. engineer. I was I was all over the place and. And um, and I was never fast runner when I was you know in in my um, when I was seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. It was never my strength, you know. It is my strength now. But uh, I think you know, Ironman uh, eight hour races is that endurance. I didn't have that that real speed that you know guys like Hamish Carter and Bevan Doherty had. You know, I was more a raw strength athlete. With um, over time, I could um, you know really benefit from my run form. Um, so and yeah, just a lot of tempo work, a lot of running off the bike. Um, you know, people fall off the um, fall out out of that um, you know metrodome sort of type um, form. And uh, and yeah, I'd run off the bike twice a week for every single year for you know thirty four years. So it's um, it's come a lot of time, a lot of effort. 
But uh, and a lot of drills when I was a young athlete. Um, my old coach Jack Ralston used to get us doing a lot of run run drills, um, and that really I think helped my form. Um, I don't do them anymore, but um, they are a, a great benefit to to athletes if they you know really want to focus on on because it's got to be a relaxed and um, it's got to be. You know, I, uh, you see a lot of people tense up when they run, but I try and you know think of myself uh, thinking like I'm a Kenyan runner. You know, nice relaxed shoulders, and you still need that that momentum through the through the arms and that. But you you need to run relaxed and and not not to, because everything tenses up if you do try and run with too much sort of um, I guess um, effort. And um, yeah. yeah, I think run, running relaxed is a, a key component to to running strong. And is there one of those things towards the end of the Ironman? It's just thinking about rhythm and staying relaxed when you're really pushing and going deep. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, everyone falls apart in that last two k. I, I uh, probably this this year was my uh, one of my most uh, shocking runs. I sort of fell apart with about five k to go, and uh, I'd only done a sort of five week build up because I'd come off a, a calf injury from Ironman WA in December and yeah, was out for sort of seven weeks of no running. So. I was still pretty proud of my run, but um, yeah, that uh, the last five k k was just pretty brutal, and um, didn't enjoy it one bit. So it was very nasty. And um, but yeah, normally you know if you can control control that uh, run form, and um, you know you're going to um, just run you know more more positively and 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 in a you know straight line to that finish line. Yeah, awesome. And how do you go just in terms of uh, like you've been a pro athlete. Well, it's kind of what you've done, isn't it? How did you get yeah, to be a pro athlete? A you... What's it, sorry? I've never had a job in my life, so yeah, it's been my <laughs> well, it been... job. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so I guess any tips for others that are looking to kind of follow in your footsteps down that line? Because it's a pretty amazing thing that you've done. And then also, how have you balanced life and family, those other things around that as well? Yeah, I think I think just consistency in your training. It's um it's one thing that um, has been my strength. I think you know that day in day out, day out approach, and uh, I think if you can have that and 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 be focused every day, you know it's a massive commitment. And um, you know I was never the the most talented athlete. I think I had just a uh, just a sheer determination to to try and um, you know see if I could do this, and uh, it never stopped. So I kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And uh, always trying to you know improve every year. So um, and I had a good team around me, good coaches, and I think that's key. Knowing you know knowing what you're trying to do and achieve, and uh, knowing the training is right. And uh, if you can get a knowing that you're going to get a good outcome is um, is, is a good positive from that. Mm-hmm. Nice. And going forward from here, what are the work ons that you're trying to do? Like obviously you mentioned about hey, I want to try and see if I can still um, ruffle a few feathers when I'm when I'm fifty. But what are the work like? And you've also mentioned about goals, and I'm trying to get to that next event. But what are the little things that you're trying to work on to develop your performance to be better? Because it's about mastery, isn't it? It's about your own performance first. Yeah, I think it's for me. It's making sure I'm going to be injury free and and working on a on a plan that um, you know I'm going to get back in the gym um, ASAP uh, after I've had this rest and um, yeah, just just really get uh, get strong. Get I think one of the key components is that is is a strong core and. Uh, if you have a strong core, then you know that's going to do wonders on the bike. Um, you know we sit, you know, bent over for 180 kilometres. So um, if you don't have a strong core and strong back, then you know you're going to get off that bike and not be going to be able to run very well. So 
that has been one thing that um, is, and, and it shows in my run form that, uh, you know, I do have a good core and I've, I've worked on that over the years. Um, so that's one thing that I'll, I always continue to work on. Um, just diff- yeah, different goals, just trying to uh, improve again. And um, yeah, I'll, be, I'll be working with Gordon Walker, my coach for the last year. He's been I was self coach for ten years, um, and yeah, just need a new focus. So that's been good to 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 work with someone again, and he makes me you know push myself again. It's um, I have to be careful, you know, not to go overboard, but it's also nice to have someone you know looking after the program and saying, hey, right, you're going to do this today, and. And it makes me accountable as well, and uh, makes me go out and and uh, and work hard. Perfect. Now, <clears throat> got a Kate Russell's been viewing from uh, home there and watching this, and she's been firing in all sorts of questions uh, for you. A lot of them we've actually been rolling through and touching on anyway. Something we haven't talked about is a bit of nutrition. So I'll pull this one from Kate, and Kate asks, "What fuel types does Cameron use during an event, and how many carbs per hour does he have?" Uh, Cameron, have you got a base type uh, go-to carb per hour that you work for? Uh, yeah, I pretty much know that I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll be having 12, 10 to 12 gels on, on that uh, on that bike ride. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, three to four every hour. You know, I'm, I'm out there for sort of four and a half hours on that uh, that bike ride for 180 kilometres. And, uh, but then, yeah, I'll, I'll not only be having that, I'll be having, you know, one or two bananas, um and the odd odd uh, protein bar as well um and then uh you know it's yeah electrolytes as well so i couldn't count how many calories it is it's it's a lot and um, because i am working at it at such a high level you know um the the pros out there you know we're we're borderline you know it's it's such a hard race now that uh, you are going as fast as you possibly can for that entire race so um yeah you you are using a huge amount of energy and um you know so you're putting in a lot as well so uh normally i'll, I'll probably you know go through sort of five to six bottles on the on the bike as well and then uh, once i get off that bike it's pretty much you know um four gels on the on the run and then uh, coke and water throughout the uh, entire run and uh, the odd electrolyte as well um during that run so i, I don't miss any aid stations on that run so um you know most aid stations are 1500 meters uh, sometimes 2k apart so um yeah it's uh, a lot of aid stations as well so it's just continually supplying um my body with uh, that nutrition it needs but you know I, I, that's what for me i need and everyone is totally different so what i have may not um you know be any any use to someone else who is going at 12 hours or 14 hours it depends on you know our, our body type and our, our um, you know, and, and you know, a lot of people can't have 12 gels in their stomach. It, you know, I, I can stomach that. Some people need whole food, foods and, um, you know, they can't, cannot stomach a, a sweet um, gel. So I've worked on that and it's uh, it's worked for many, many years. And, and so that's what people need. And now I think that's what, when we race a lot, and I think people don't race enough, enough nowadays. So uh, if they race and then they get used to, you know, they know what they need to consume, um, and it's trial and error for for a few few times, but once you get that um, perfect um, result, and and um, you know no stomach cramps or no visit to the uh, toilet stops on the run, then you have that formula. But uh, that's what's unique about our sport. I can't give you a um, yeah. You know, what works for me doesn't might not work for anyone else. Yep. Do you, Do you have trouble remembering 
do you have to run an alarm system or something to make sure that you are hitting that next gel and that? Like it's, I guess, pretty easy sometimes when you're deep in the box to actually forget about or to be mentally blocked about all that. So do you use some sort of reminder? Um, I think I used to in the old days, but uh, I think it's so ingrained in me now that now that it just comes naturally and yeah, I just know that you know that, that just I don't know it's a, a trigger in me that yep you know I continue but you know it, 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 it can easily pass where 20, 30 minutes can go and you oh, shoot I need to have a gel so and when you get into that race mode and you're trying to chase someone down and you know it might might be another five minutes of just being in your air bars and not trying to you know because you're on the rivet so much that uh, you're trying to chase that guy that you. you you cannot have a, a gel at that stage, so um, it is. You know, um, you've got to be careful out there because mistakes can happen, and and uh, it might not be that point where you feel it, but maybe five, ten k into the run, where you know you might be um, seeing a few stars. And I must ask, I was listening to another podcast the other day, and they were busy doing uh, doing some research, is what I was doing. And uh, anyway, they. Through the through the pro athletes that they have on, they have a little section in there, Cam, and they like to ask them uh, a failing, an event, or something that they've done that they've made an absolute monumental cock up of it, or or something that that's, that they've done specifically wrong. Is there anything that comes to mind throughout your racing uh, that that one day you just made an absolute cock of it all? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I can't think of one at the moment, but yeah, they've been. Been lots and lots. Um, I mean, oh, I mean, you know, leading into Hawaii, I mean, I had many, many times where um, I was in the, you know, great shape, and then you know, I was the night before, I'd be walking down to have a swim with the kids, and uh, I got stung by a bee, and you know, my um, back went to the size of a, you know, I had a massive. I, I'm allergic to to bee stings, so um, I ended up, you know, fifty k into the bike ride. I was. I couldn't pedal my, and um, yeah, ended up, I think, not finishing that year because uh, I was just, um, yeah, my back spasmed and that was it. So uh, getting sick and then that, you know, many, many times and, you know, you'd go from a, um, a, you know, New Zealand winter up to Hawaii and you'd get sick. So, yeah, there's been many, many mistakes over that time. and um, But, you know, that's part of being an athlete. You know, you have those ups and downs and it's how you cope with them. And, and uh, I think that's, you know, you continually uh, try and, you know, improve them, but sometimes things are out of your hands that uh, you think uh, you're pretty much sussed and going to have a great race, but things fall apart. And well done for you, Cam. Like, it's you're continually putting yourself out there, aren't you, when you stand on the start line and go, right, I'm just going to push go and see what happens. And you can be in the best shape of your life, but other stuff can happen that that means you don't finish as well as I want to, and it's and it's tough. But uh, But as you mentioned before, hey, people need to race more. And uh, and give yourself more opportunities and learn about it and uh, and challenge yourself rather than sort of going oh I'm in great shape but I'll wait till then because that's my key race actually just go and enjoy the racing and and uh, and see how good you can actually go yeah I think yeah nothing nothing is harder than racing and um, you know I, I can do the hardest session I ever done in my in my life training but uh, it just doesn't compare to what you can do in race mode and uh, I think you know once we we do. You know, we train for a race and then we we taper, mm-hmm. and um, you know the body is rested rather than tired going into it. You know, you just lift yourself um, that much more when you're you're tapered and rested for a race. So it is, um, you know, something that I think uh, people just don't do enough of nowadays. And uh, I think you know that's one thing that you can really, well, hopefully, people will do this summer because they, you know, they 
they cannot go overseas to race, and so they're you know they're forced to race at home and and hopefully just enjoy some more racing on you know on the New Zealand circuit. Good stuff, Cam. Uh, so we're going to just wrap this up with a, a quick five fire question. So um, the first one is: Would you prefer to have a a fancy restaurant type meal or a backcountry meal sitting in a hut? Uh, I like big meals, so yeah, yeah, a, a nice um, backcountry uh, meal. Thanks. Yep. It's a McDonald's trip afterwards uh, on the way home, otherwise. <laughs> run a bike, or would you go for? Uh, run, love a trail run. Yep. Perfect. Uh, morning training, morning or evening? Uh, morning, I, yeah. I uh, got to get up early and get it out of the way, and uh, yep, and then the day's done. Yep. Lake or sea, swimming in the lake or sea? Uh, well, if there's uh, surf out there, then yeah, I love a body surf afterwards. So, uh, but uh, if it's pretty, uh, uh, but yeah, enjoy lake swim. Lake Taupo is pretty special as well. So it's 50 50. Yeah, nice. And uh, sweet or savory? Uh, sweet. Yeah, love my chocolate. Um, yeah, yeah. Piece of yeah, chocolate every night. Doesn't hurt you. <laughs> Good job, Ken. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, Cam, thank you very much for giving up your Wednesday night for us, giving us some time. Uh, hopefully, everybody out there has just enjoyed the insights to Cam Brown, who is an absolute legend of uh, of the world. You've, you've uh, you know done so much, been around so long, and we're looking forward to you being around for a lot longer yet. Yeah, cheers, guys. Hopefully, we'll be um, racing over the summer and uh, stay uh, stay fit and healthy. And yeah, everyone, a big hello to you out there. And um, yeah. Good luck with the training, and uh, we'll see you at the race day soon. Good job. Well nice. done, Cam. Give it heaps, and we'll look forward to cheering you off. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Cam. Well yeah. done. Bye. That's pretty cool that, uh, you know, potentially, like we talked about at the start of that, there's some some local events are going to get some of New Zealand's finest athletes. Uh, and, and if you're looking to do one of those events, you're going to be shoulder to shoulder with them on the star line. And that's the beauty of these races, isn't it? You actually get to stand and race with with the pros, with those guys that uh, do it for a living, which is pretty awesome. That's right. You can say, I raced with. It might have only been for the first 10 seconds off the start line, but you still raced with, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And as, and and, and uh, with Cam doing so well, and, and uh, there's hope for us yet, Angus. I think we're only just coming into our prime, Rich. I really do. I, I, I firmly believe that. Now, uh, Kate Russell, if you're still watching, still listening out there, uh, head over to the Team CP Facebook page, click the message, send us a little private message there to say, I'm Kate Russell and I am a winner, and um, we'll get some sponsored product out to you. Look at that, free coffee for you. Uh, how's that? Bloody great. Yep, absolutely. So speaking of free coffee, uh, should we talk to Amanda? Go on then. What do you reckon? Amanda, is she there? Hey. <laughs> hey, Amanda. Been, uh, as, you, as you mentioned in the uh, before we come on here, you've been sidestepping these Team CP media uh, videos for a number of years, but we've finally managed to nail you down. Yeah, it's actually nice, I think, not being um, covered in sweat and gasping for air um, with an interview with you, Richard, for once. Normally I'm just like, no, just let me be. So it's, it's nice, you know, not sweaty, not breathing, so... Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's awesome. Um, and and uh, talking about sweating and breathing and all the different things you've achieved, what are the sort of couple of key uh, races you've done and events you've done sort of over the past couple of years? Because you've really got into the swing of it, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I don't know if into the swing of it. Yeah, so um, did my first half Ironman in 2017, and it was my first race ever, really. Um, it was my first half marathon. It was my first bike ride. Um, I think it was my second ocean swim back then. 
Um, so that really started everything off, someone telling me that I couldn't do it. And I was like, no, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, and then from there, I just fell in love with triathlon. Um, didn't really stick to one because why do one when you can do three, really? Um, yep. So, yeah, I've been doing that the last three years. And now um, this year I raced coast to coast the black legs for uh, further faster. Got pulled into that last minute. Um, Did okay as well, I think. Yeah, we got second mixed yeah, team, I think. So, yeah. well, it wasn't bad considering, I think, the what was it, the Tuesday before? I was doing a learn how to bunch ride with you, Richard. Yeah, was it that? <laughs> so. Right, you go this way. You pull me by the way. That's good. Yeah, so from there, I think I knew as soon as I crossed that finish line and you ride in that, I'd end up doing coast to coast alone one day and no time like the present. So that's where we are. Draw yourself so out you're there, Learning to you're paddle. And, day. You've got the entry in. Yeah, got, got it in the day it opened. Didn't want to miss out. So, yep, Perfect. signed up. Full steam ahead. No going back. Can't, can't no. get out of it now. No. So you so you can talked I? about can no, you can't. We'll just keep moving on before you can make a comment there. So, um, so yeah, the the running is going to be pretty handy because you go well, pretty well there, and then the biking. Hey, you've done that this past year, but what about the paddling? How are you getting on there? Learning a total new sport. <laughs> Probably depends who you ask if okay. Bruce is listening. No, yeah. Um, so paddling does it doesn't come naturally to me. I don't know if it comes naturally to anyone out there, but I'm used to definitely being in the water not trying not to swim in it so um yeah it's been a massive challenge for me and it's still ongoing but i think it's what is it 204 days and i need probably every single one of them um but yeah no it's a great challenge and like i do this because i want to see you know what i can do what i can learn um so yeah why not do four sports so. <laughs> And and the benefit is like it's getting warmer now. It's going to get warmer, so the water's going to improve as well, isn't it? So you're not going to worry about falling out so much, and that's going to help. That sounds like someone coming from that doesn't fall out of their boat <laughs> that often, Richard. Because I can tell you that Wimac's still pretty cold right now. Meaning of it, isn't it? Cold running water or something like that. It's it's named like that for a reason. Yeah, no, but I'm definitely looking forward. I knew going into this, uh, well, especially losing four weeks uh, from lockdown, that I was going to need every single winter day as well so prepared you know i've gone out there in a wet suit some days um just to get it done so it's good perfect awesome amanda um so you're also uh you're you're sort of the person behind that's helped us with like these uh these coffee vouchers and uh and supporting our team and uh we've got a bit of a challenge going on at the moment which is you're local so one of the reasons we yeah. want to talk to you tonight as well and um which is your kind of like the um the sunday group ride leave from coffee culture and uh and frequent the Beckenham Coffee Culture, and um, you run the Tour de Coffee Culture, which is a massive event that happens. Uh, can you go around and, and visit all of those um, those those uh, cafes ah. across the coast of March, February, March? Uh, yeah. Well, and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and the uh, the your local challenge was basically about what's your local. Let's have an adventure to your local, sit down, put your feet up and enjoy a coffee, a, a beer, whatever your, whatever your beverage is. So I want to ask you, what's your challenge? What, how are you going to um, join into this challenge that we've got going on? It started last weekend and this weekend as well. 
Oh, I feel like I'm pretty committed to going to a coffee culture. <laughs> all, yeah. of, all of our stores are, um, you know, locally owned and that kind of thing, so I should probably go support them. Um, but I think there was a couple of missions within the mission, wasn't there? Like how much right. elevation, how 100%. much distance? So I was like, yeah, is yeah. anyone from the tour to coffee culture out there going to ride to coffee culture to Maru to get the distance? I was, there's bound to be a crazy out there. We've seen people do it in alphabetical order, so I'm like, I'm just waiting for it. Or okay. Littleton for elevation. Are yeah, they the yeah. two extra yeah, yeah. prizes? But um, so what are yeah. you going to do? But, what like it's the the mission to get there to then put your feet up. So what are you going to do? What have you got lined up for your? Have you got oh. anything lined up for your mission? Or do we actually ask a viewer and maybe they can tell us what oh. the mission will be? So quick, what so, have you got? someone can set me a mission if they want. Maybe I should kayak to it. Right, there we go. Okay, you've got to kite to your uh, 100%. That's what's going to happen. We want a picture of you in your boat and then put your feet up, having your feet up at the end of it. Done. What have I got till Sunday? Yeah, uh, Monday, actually. I'll give you oh, an extra day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like daylight savings, isn't it? It's just that little bit extra. Yeah, I'll need it. <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. Um, so yeah, that, yeah, mission over the weekend, and then to, to finish up, what are you most looking forward to uh, for the summer ahead? And once sort of spring rolls around and the days start getting longer, oh, I'm looking forward to having nice hot days to kayak in. But hopefully by then I won't be falling potentially out as much. Um, fingers crossed. So maybe I want to tip out more then. But yeah, those lo longer days, the extra hours, um, definitely. But of course my biggest goal is to get across that finish line come February for coast to coast so that's what the aim will be perfect good job so little steps little steps uh start start off with the challenge this weekend get down the white the YMAC and uh yeah we'll look forward to cheering you across that line and uh enjoying an awesome summer of adventures ahead thanks now, looking forward like to my interview afterwards like I can't. I can't actually tell you who to uh, who actually sent this in because they probably were just about ready to deserve their uh, a coffee voucher there for this comment. But I think the challenge here is stumble uh, <laughs> a little bit in a kayak, and you can probably have a coffee at each end of that. You can have one oh, to start and one to finish. Gosh, I might need a couple of safety kayaks with me if anyone <laughs> wants to put their hand up there. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we'll have to work work on that one for the weekend. Well mm -hmm. done, Amanda. Cool. Good stuff. And I also like the fact that you've said that you were going to allow me to interview you at the end of, uh, end of the Coast to Coast as well. So you've accidentally slipped that one in as well. So I guess we'll it's been recorded. There's no going back now. So Yeah, good stuff. Well, keep up the good work. Love your work. Thanks for all your support with Coffee Culture. And, um, thank and you, guys. Yep. Cheers. From, from all of us, from all the athletes, thank <laughs> you so much for the vouchers, the kindness, the allowing the car parks, all of those sort of things, and uh, yep, all the best, and we look forward to following you. Yeah, well, keep tagging at Coffee Culture and your things as well, because I know there's a lot of Team CP people out there because I see the cups, I see the date and orange scones, and I'm like, yep, that's us. That's <laughs> <laughs> 100%. There you go, people out there listening. Tag them in, tag a good supporter, a good, good sponsor, and uh, help us help you. Thanks, guys. Cool. Thank you. Nice work. Might need to uh, get the boat out for the weekend, Angus. Well, I sold mine. Uh, clever as that, that may sound, actually. Yeah. And I do know that you've got a whole heap hanging on the wall out there. but actually, uh, Probably could lend you one. Yeah, but it might be an IRB would be better, wouldn't it, uh, around the heads? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, they have exactly. e-kayaks nowadays. Is that a thing? Oh, like, like they do. Yeah, just yeah. being towed, something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, it'd be better yeah. than swimming anyway. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. Yep, nice All work. Right. So, uh, Kushla Holdaway, is she sitting in the background there? Well, would you know? Would you believe it? Would you believe it? She is back. Hello. Is back. It's been a while. It's been a while. It has. We've missed you. <laughs> I'm all out of whack now. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Krista. You've been pretty busy, though, with a whole bunch of clients uh, in regards to your nutrition. Um, what's one of the key things that's sort of top of mind, things that you've been thinking about, discussing with them recently? Yeah, well, quite a few coast-to-coast -coast athletes in there as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's just laying down those foundations and getting those basics sorted now because it's only really seven months away. Um, and you can't build a house on a bad foundation. So that's sort of what I was going to talk about tonight. Right, nice. Yeah, so so a lot of those key events are around that February, March sort of time, aren't they? Even if it's November, it's sort of that early summertime. So, uh, so now, although, hey, we think about hibernation often during winter, don't we? Um, and actually just doing whatever we like. And then springtime comes around, it's like, oh, what do I, what, I need to sort myself out. But actually now is a really important time, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's a good time because your training's probably not really hard at the moment. It's probably just starting to build up. So it's a good time to actually put some of the focus onto those other aspects that are really important. Um, so I was going to use a big analogy tonight about leading up to specifically like the coast to coast is like building your house. And in terms of what now is July, that would be a similar time frame as well. So around now is when you'd be laying down that foundation, and that is a key part of the house. You can't build a house without a good foundation. Um, you want to think about the whole section you're building the house on as your life and your environment, um, and there will be specific barriers that may dictate some of the build of the house um, and things that will pop up that you can't control in that process as well. Um, so in terms of foundation, um, it needs to be strong enough that you can build a good house on. So what does that foundation include? Well, I've had a thought, a bit of a, um, I sat down and had a bit of a think about what that actually looks like. And the first thing I talk to people about as well is like sleep. Mm -hmm. So looking at the quality of sleep, the quantity, their sleep-wake cycles, and what their bedtime routine looks like as well. And that is a key part of recovery and bouncing back from training sessions and just general health. We can't function with very little sleep. We feel awful and it actually really affects our nutrition as well. Um, something we are all guilty of and I, we, we're all doing it right now because we're looking at screens is before bed we are looking at blue light um, unless you're wearing blue light glasses, Angus. <laughs> um, no, but I have heard somebody talking about them the other day, to be fair. Yeah, and, you know, we're often looking at our phones or iPad or something before bed, um, and it really interferes with melatonin, which affects basically our body's sleep regime. Um, it's, it's sending our body the wrong messages. Yeah. Um, so as a general rule, try and avoid blue light like 90 minutes before bed, but I do understand it's not always realistic, so I'd say... 30 minutes is a good start, like trying to read a book or something instead. Um, another part of the foundation is stress and how you cope with stress and I guess your coping mechanisms because as your training builds and juggling life and everything else becomes a bit harder, you need to cope with some of that stress management well. Uh, your support circle is really important. So your family, your friends, um, maybe having a good group of training buddies, 
um, Team CP friends that you can go off and do adventures with. Um, that's really important leading up to the event as well. Um, good time management falls into the foundation, being organised, planning ahead, trying to suss out what each week likes and week looks like and adjusting your training around that as well because there'll be other things you have to balance amongst that. And that's super key, isn't it? Because that's that whole, how's the week going to go? If I know what I'm going to do, when am I going to eat? Like, we'll get my yeah. meals organised, what time am I going to to bed? Everything flows from sort of that Sunday night planning session or or having a diary a few weeks in advance. It, it absolutely does. And in terms of nutrition too, like actually tonight I've been sitting down planning out, um, you know, grocery shop meals for the next sort of week. And I do that every week because I can't imagine going to the supermarket with no plan of what we're doing. Like I would find that really hard. But I know people do, and I just I don't know how they do it. Yeah, yeah it seems a bit boring, and a bit, but it's actually super important. It actually ends up with it less is. stress at the end of the day, doesn't it? Because you know what you're yeah. going to have. And I love it because I'm always trying different recipes. And yeah, anyway. Yeah, um, so with nutrition, I mean, that's a whole other part of this chat. But the foundation, I would say consistent nutrition. So trying to have regular meals fueling well before meals, looking a bit at what your recovery nutrition looks like, and I guess just eating appropriately for your level of training. Mm -hmm. But that's like a whole other part of this. A whole other, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a whole other, but like beyond the foundation sort of building upon that, isn't it? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll get to that. that but yeah, definitely yeah. important to just be eating properly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, just work-life balance. So managing your job, your family, um, actually having some time to chill out and rest as well, that's really important. Um, another really important part of the foundation is your mental well-being, and a lot of those concepts I've already mentioned will probably help with mental well-being, but I think that's important to always consider in there as well. Yeah. And lastly, just making sure if you've got any underlying injuries or health conditions that they're well-managed or sorted before you actually start to ramp up your training as well. Yeah, so I'm healthy. Yeah, because you're not good yeah. to anybody if you're not looking after yourself. No. no. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I guess that builds your foundation and then that's solid. And yep. then you want to think about the framework as the training. So that's a really crucial part. I think coast to coast is definitely a race where you can't just rock up, um, especially like the longest day and just go for it. Yep. <laughs> you need yep. your yep. training in there. Um, and that framework would also include people like, um, you know, the Team CP coaches, because that's a really crucial part of getting ready for race day as well. Mm -hmm. And then finally, a house isn't complete without the roof, and I'm going to call the roof the nutrition part. Um, every day, your everyday nutrition, your training nutrition, it's all so crucial to how you respond to your training load and how you will go in your lead up to the race and obviously on race day too. So I do think nutrition deserves the roof there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've and done very well there. Yeah, I guess the finishing touches is like the interior design, all those little details and tweaks that you do along the way. And ultimately, you'll have an awesome house. It's sound, it's solid, and you want to think of that as the athlete come race day and you'll just get to enjoy it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. So build, brilliant. build that foundation. Uh, get the training built on top of that foundation. Get the nutrition sorted and how you're uh, how you're doing that, how you're recovering, etc. And then you're going to go well. So basically, at the end of the day, your key point was let's start about looking at that foundation now. So then you can build yeah. upon that when you need to when you start ramping things up a bit more. Yeah, yeah. So I reckon about now to the end of August is foundation time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And for whatever summer event you've got coming up, be it an ultra, be it an Ironman, be it uh, a big bike race, be it um, a multi-sport event, whatever that may be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
Yeah. Good job. Well done, Krishna. Thank you for your insights. Thank you for, um, for upskilling us and, uh, and giving us something else to think about. Cool. Yeah. No worries. It was good. Yep. Good job. Well done. <laughs> nice week. Okay. Well done. Hopefully we'll see you again. Well done, Krishna. Yeah, Thank you. Good. Bye. Bye. Good job. Job done. So wrapping up, uh, Cameron Brown, lots of awesome stuff in terms of uh, keeping your body together. Um, uh, all about sort of mental skills and having a goal. That was a big part of what he was about, wasn't he? Um, uh, Amanda getting out there, doing a whole bunch of adventures, pushing herself, trying something new, and then uh, Kushla looking at, okay, well, how do I actually build upon what I've got now to go and have an awesome time during the summer? Yep, absolute nailed it there. It's good summary, good summary. <laughs> good. Um, let's just keep rolling because we still just have a wee bit of a few things we want to touch on. Let's just touch on our local, uh, the this week's challenge, the Team CP challenge this week. We just talked about it before with Amanda. But I um, just want to pull a couple up here that uh, there's been a few people out there visiting their local, uh, yep. coaches included. Uh, Brett managed yep. to find his local brewery. Brett uh, Layden, uh, one of our team coaches. Yeah, I think he was the first on off the off the rank, wasn't he? Getting out and about on the old, uh, old uh, cruiser bike. He's got the old town bike out there uh, cruising away for a point. That was really good to see. Yep. Uh, Matt Stewart, he went for a, for a ride, managed to find a nice little warm coffee on a, on a cold-looking day there. Yeah, did you see his uh, route that he took? I, I did see his <laughs> route that he took. <laughs> he lived just around the corner from the, the Fat Beagle Cafe in Darfield, and he went, oh, it was about 50Ks of a round trip to get to there. So, so that's exactly what we're after, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. He took the uh, definitely took the long way around there, which is brilliant to see. Uh, who else has been out and about, Rich? Uh, Hannah G, she's been out and about. Yeah, she uh, mentioned, mentioned the uh, the uh, chat from her teammate wasn't particularly good um, as a result of it. <laughs> loyal, <laughs> though, loyal. I bet, I bet uh, the teammate would have run all the way to the end, I guarantee that. Yeah, and enjoying the day out as well. Exactly. And actually fresh hot off the press, this one uh, comes to you straight from tonight's Wednesday night Zwift session, oh, look uh, at you. Okay. Where, where I rode my bike to my local tonight, uh, Richard. Um, rode the bike on the Team CP Wednesday night Zwift session. My local just happened to be my own fridge. Uh, quite quite, quite well done, I thought. Uh, yeah, well done, well done. So you put a fair bit of effort in and I could see there's a bit of uh, sweat and toil going on there as well. So just on those Zwift sessions, actually, that's something if you've got Zwift and you're keen on that, feel free to join us. Just jump onto our website and uh, book in via our cycle group sessions and you can join those and uh, we'll flick you the links, etc., to get involved. Yep. Um, now, finally, tonight, uh, mm -hmm. to finish on, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I threw up a little funny video, a little blooper video. Oh, uh, you need to do this? The show, and I have actually acquired some more comedy gold. Um, okay. And <laughs> tonight's one comes to you fresh from uh, Sunday's local cyclocross race out at Ferrymead. Right, and, which you're part of the um, committee. You're, you're a keen cyclocross man. I am. I'm, a, I'm an avid cyclocrosser. Uh, we had an absolute stunning day. 138 competitors, I think, over Brilliant. the three different grades there. It was absolute pure cross conditions we had some of the best mud um there's a fair bit of running which is always good in cross to be off the bike doing the rud slopping the mud uh but we did have a little bit of carnage along the way and i just happened to be uh as a good cp media person on hand to to capture a little moment now we're not um we allow all sorts of bikes to run we have mountain bikes we have uh, true cyclocross bikes. We have what we call track lacrosse, so fixed gear um, 
bikes. So that's that's, that's a real. Those boys have a real art to getting those things around as a fixed gear. But anyway, one of our famous things is tandem cross. So um, so we've been known to have nine tandems at an event. We're trying to push uh, the Hagley Park round this year as ten tandems is what we're looking for. But tandems always seem to bring some action, and so I'd like to just roll the tape here. Roll the tape. Uh, Make sure you commentate on it as well, please, for those that are listening. What? Well, I can, but I think it actually cuts out our our sound here when I do this. So I'll give you a bit of background. Uh, this was a little slippery downhill left-hander off camber uh, where many, many people uh, mowed the grass. Um, but these boys had completely stopped at the top, and they said, Angus, 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 we're going to ride this. We're going to ride this. And uh, they got, as you will see, nearly there. The Rob, um, who just happened to be course designer, he was on the front, and he managed to say, we're going to ride this. And then next minute. Can you, can you hear us at the same time? I actually might be able to. Here we go. Here we go. Look at that. <laughs> they were riding it until the last Some minute. Synchronized. Front wheel gone and hit the ground. Perfect. Love it. Correct. Some synchronized and uh, the walk of shame uh, to, to end it on. So. Brilliant. Good job. So, um, yeah, thank you for everyone that's involved. Thanks for your comments. As I mentioned before, Coffee Culture are super supporters of Team CP. So we've got some uh, vouchers coming out for getting involved in our local. And also the other local business that uh, uh, we love to promote is Pure. So Pure is awesome. So as part of getting involved in that, they're getting behind our, our uh, challenges as well. So look forward to getting out there and seeing what you can come up with this weekend. And maybe it's a little bit further from Zwift Bike to Kitchen Fridge, Angus. And if you happen to know anybody that happens to know somebody who's in the recovery boots industry, uh, I'm keen to try. Just saying, just FYI, just putting that out there. Um, yeah. No, yep. look, thank you all. Thank you all for joining us uh, once again. Uh, tune in next Wednesday. Same back channel, same back time. Uh, catch this episode over on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe and click the little bell to get all the notifications. And also, Richard, uh, as always, up as a podcast on all the major podcast uh, platforms. But if you can't find them, head over to the Team CP website uh, and click on the podcast link there. 100%. And we'll have it up before, before the weekend, next hour too. And um, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. As always, Richard, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, can't wait to see you next week. Uh, have a good weekend. Yep, you too. Cheers, Angus.